0: Director of the Last Mask Center for Shamanic Healing. She's talking about how shamanic skills can bring us to physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual well-being, especially when nothing else can. Now, here's your host, Christina Pratt. And welcome, everyone. This is your host, Christina Pratt, and I would like to begin our proceedings here today by calling out to the Helping Spirits to be with us. So let's call out to the good, true, and beautiful ancestors, those people who were before you, before me, those people who dreamt of a better future, and thus we are here. We are the living, and we call out to those well ancestors to lean in, to help us to learn from the mistakes of those who have gone before us, to hold true to the practices and, as I like to say, the wheels that have been created that work well and to open our hearts to the change that must happen and to allow that innovation to be moved from our hearts out into the world with the assistance and the persistence of the presence of our well ancestors behind us. So as those ancestors lean in to help us the living to rise to the challenges of our own time, Let us reach through those human ancestors to the life that has been here long since, long before there was ever a human and will be here long after. And so we reach out to those non-human ancestors in the great web of life and we call them in and we ask them to help us to remember that which abides To pay attention right now to those things that cultivate our soul and will go with us when we die, to refuse to allow those shallow things to distract us and to open our hearts to this possibility right now of stepping more sure footed back into our place as a part of this great web of life here on earth. And as we reach out to these ancestors, human and non-human, and invite them in, let's turn our attention to our own energy and to reach up and out to wherever we might be. Take a nice deep breath and draw ourselves into our head and focus on our intention to bring ourselves into the present moment. We draw ourselves into our heart where we breathe and focus and attach our caring to what we are doing in this moment and move our energy down into our belly come into a place of real presence within ourselves as we finally reach down in our imagination or in reality and touch the earth and take a moment touching the energy of the earth one way or another to say thank you thank you for this day thank you for this life thank you for the possibility that is held in this day Thank you for all that has been on the path that has brought you to this moment, and thank you for all that will be. And with gratitude in our hearts, we reach down through all the layers of the earth, reaching for the very center of the earth where we anchor ourselves firmly, settling our energy into that which gains its true power out of darkness, out of stillness, out of silence, and out of solitude. And as we reach into this energy that is that energy that is before all the creativity and abundance and celebration here on the face of the earth, let us reach into that energy that is before and remember to cultivate this within ourselves. And we draw the energy of the earth up to remind us and to bring us replenishment, to bring us nourishment. To bring us the rejuvenation and to remind ourselves how to cultivate these energies within ourselves, And as we connect with the energy of the earth, let us extend down and come into right relationship with our own sense of self. Who we are, where we stand and what we stand for. And may these things be inspired by what has heart and meaning in your life. Be inspired by those things that you value. And may you build that sense of place, that sense of home, the hearth that is the very center of your home on these things that you value. And that you welcome others in, share intimately and openly openly with them that which moves your heart. And may we all together build that that world that our heart knows is possible. And as we draw that energy of the earth up and into our lives, let us come into right relationship with ourselves, right relationship with others, right relationship with the world around us, and right relationship with the invisible world. And in that, let us come circling back background to right relationship with ourself as we recognize ourselves as a small, very small part of that much larger whole. And as we draw the possibility of this awareness up through our belly and our heart and our mind, let us rise up and out the top of our head, out through the sky and whatever weather it holds for you here today, out through the atmosphere and out into the cosmos, reaching all the way up and out to the highest power of the universe and by whatever name you know this energy, however you conceive of it, connect with it, merge with it, know it in you, and know that you are in it, and you draw this energy down, drawing into your day, drawing into your body, drawing into these proceedings, these blessings from above. We draw down the essence energy of blessing and protection. We draw down inspiration and illumination, innovation. We call these energies in to inspire us, as we move the energy from above down connecting it to the center of the earth so below rises that which above descends these energies connect and merge into this great uh, legendary love of these these two beings that are at the root of so much Shamanic creation stories and we let those two legendary lovers and that essential big love that is between them awaken the spirit of our own human heart in this day. And as our heart comes alive, let us choose to bring online that crucible of transformation that lives in the human heart that allows us to hold paradox in a dynamic tension, drawing up our deep and unformed passions for why we are here and drawing down the crystal clarity in our mind for how we do things here in the world to make new things happen. And we let these two energies be together in our heart In that dynamic tension that will ultimately, in its discomfort, give birth to that third creative thing, which is your own unique understanding, a sense, an inkling, some sort of awareness, maybe a memory of why you are here. And let you commit there in that heart to find the courage to do something in this day, large or small, to bring the gifts of why you are here into true manifestation out in the world. And for the incredible amount of assistance that we have, that amount which is endless and boundless. For all that assistance we gain from the spirit world, we give great thanks. May what needs to be said be said here today, what needs to be heard be heard, and may these proceedings go forward in a way that is good for all living things. So here we are, squarely in the time of the pandemic of COVID 19 that is flowing through and around. Um, through humanity and around the globe, and I want to give gratitude. Yes, to all of you who support this show, those of you who listen, those of you who use what you listen. But this week, I want to give support and gratitude once again to all of the healthcare workers on the front line, those that are uh, practicing Western medicine and um, very concerned about face masks and ventilators. And I say that with with deep concern, but also. I want to give thanks to those practitioners that treat viruses and things in other ways. And I give thanks to all of the healthcare workers, whether they're coming at this challenge for humanity from a Western perspective or a Chinese medicine perspective or an Ayurvedic perspective or whatever that perspective might be, naturopathic perspective, uh, that we bring the great collective wisdom of humanity together. And I thank all of you who are practicing that wisdom and helping your brothers and sisters here on Earth. And I give gratitude to many of the other unsung heroes who are making sure that we all still have food, whether it's at the beginning of that supply chain or at the end, and grateful for those who are willing to prepare it, grateful for all of the many ways that other people are making my Uh, self-quarantine other people are making your self-quarantine possible and I want to send a big uh, big prayer of blessing and protection to all of those people that find sheltering at home unsafe or those who have no home to shelter in and at this time just uh, asking the ancestors of humanity those good true and beautiful ancestors to lean in and help us all. And I give gratitude for that protection. We are live here today. This is my humble offering at this time when we find ourselves in, for many of us, an unprecedented need, but for others, uh, it's not so different from the challenges that they face every day. But we are live, so if you want to call in, you can call in at 512 772 1938. You can Skype in from the Codash Creator Network site or you can email me with questions at Christina at LastMaskCenter.org. You can find the archives of the show at WhyShamanismNow.com and you can find uh, the list of our online classes at LastMaskCenter.org. Alrighty then, our topic here today is fear and leadership in a pandemic time. And so as this uh, illness, this virus is unfolding around the world, we are bearing witness to a vast range of leadership from truly inspired and excellent leadership to awful and morally bankrupt leadership and the whole range in between. And uh, this is not an abstract lesson, that we should not watch this passively and um, heckle or praise. But we need to take this in as a teaching, as individuals, that we are all invited into leadership every day of our lives in countless ways that have nothing to do with our role or our rank. That today I would like to explore the most powerful force of leadership And that is the micro expressions of leadership that you and I, that each of us is invited into throughout every day. Every day is filled with opportunities to step up and express your values and your vision for a better world by the way you choose to lead in that moment. We will need to lead ourselves if we are serious about the fact that there was a lot that wasn't working before the pandemic and that these were very systemic things that were not working. And there's going to be a bunch of new things that are pretty broken after the pandemic. And so if we were serious about moving out of this into a different world, not going back to how things were, then you – my dear listener, are going to need to lead. Every single one of us is going to need to step up into the simple, ordinary, everyday acts of leadership that every single day is asking of you. It is the only way we can make certain that we do not simply reestablish the factors of everyday life that are part of how we got here in the first place. And I'm not saying this just because I don't like what's going on this week. I'm speaking from a decade of experience in my community where we have people that want to be together. They basically all agree about the reality they're trying to manifest together. It's the best of all possible worlds. And still... Even with the skills inherent in the teachings that they share for leadership, people choose not to lead. And I don't mean in big I'm I role of the leader or I have the rank to be the leader or I have the experience of decades to be the leader. I mean in the everyday actions of leadership around our own health and well being. Leadership of moving yourself towards an expression of your own authenticity in your life. Leadership in terms of taking appropriate personal responsibility for your collective life and the way you affect everything and everything affects you. We have all gotten, all meaning all of humanity, a big crash course on literally how exponentially powerful our actions are. How Easy it is to spread things from person to person. It's an exponential change. And so even in my community, which is really the best of all possible worlds, there is a constant, I was gonna say hesitancy to lead, but it's not a hesitancy. It's a profound aversion. And so I wonder. How do you feel here today in the midst of all that is going on, being called into leadership when no it's possible no one ever even considered that you would need skills to do that? And yet here we are. And I want to say again, repeat what I said in the opening, the most powerful leadership is the collective result of our willingness to step up and lead in everyday ordinary ways in our everyday, right now, somewhat extraordinary lives. So, with that said, I also want to acknowledge my life at the moment is still not so bad. I have online classes already. I'll have courses most likely that would need to be canceled and I'm deeply challenged by the things I cannot go do because I'm choosing to self-isolate. So yes, I am uncomfortable, but I acknowledge that my discomfort is very little compared to many people right now. And so as I speak today about leadership, please understand that if the reality of your life is such that uh, you are really literally wondering how you're going to get your basic survival needs met next week. Um, And it just doesn't feel like you have the luxury right now to even contemplate what I'm saying about leadership. You go right ahead and listen to a different podcast (laughs) right now that I understand that what I am uh, asking of all of us today, maybe more than a whole bunch of people can do, given how things are changing right now. At the same time, I am asking other people to take a nice deep breath and ask yourselves are you really one of those people? One of those people who is literally not knowing where next week's food money is going to come from. Or are you someone like me who pretty much knows where that's going to come from and needs to step up and lead? Because those who can need to everywhere in every community all around the globe. Okay. So life is always filled with discomfort, with uncertainty, and with the unknown. It's just those three visitors are – here at everybody's table and not leaving right now, right? And we will all, most of us, will weather this one way or another and things will ultimately come together again in some way. And the question is, are we going to allow it to come together in a way that is more like it used to be or less like it used to be? What if we refuse to go back and choose only to go forward? Clearly, from the leadership around us, if we want to go forward, we will need to lead. And I'm not even meaning in some big, bombastic way, but every day, ask yourself, am I waiting for someone else to lead me? Or am I choosing educate myself in what's really going on, to educate myself in the skills I need to do, what I need to do in my life. Am am I participating in such a way that I am not expecting someone else to lead me, but I am willing to lead myself in my everyday life? This is somewhat more poignant right now. But this is something that I say to my students all the time because if we're talking about soul's purpose, which may feel like a total luxury right now to a lot of people, uh, which isn't really the point of today's show. But even when we're talking about a soul's purpose, if we believe that your gifts are unique, which I do, that you come with a unique genius and this life is for you to discover that and bring those gifts into the world in as many ways or for as long as you can in a way that is – good for all living things. Think about it. If that path, that that, uh, gift is unique, then the path to express those gifts is also unique, which means no one but you can lead you to living your purpose. No one can. You have to lead. There is no guru, there are no classes, not even mine, right, that can truly lead you to your actual destiny. Only you can lead yourself. So for those of you that have some bandwidth to consider your life and yourself right now, while we've got so much extra time and space for self-reflection, right, are you ready, willing, and able To lead yourself, not only towards your purpose, but to lead from that place of our collective responsibility. Are you willing to step into everyday leadership? So the first thing you need to do if you're willing to step up to that challenge is listen to last week's podcast if you didn't because it was about stepping out of fear, right? Because we know already from um, trauma healing work, from soul retrieval work, from good old-fashioned human experience, that we are not at our best when we are in fear. To lead well, we need many qualities that involve kind of a calm, uh, curious, compassionate, creative space. And we're not in that space when we're in fear. So last week's show was about discerning the nature of the fear that is rising in you and responding to it appropriately and endeavoring not to simply react to it. Okay, so that was last week's show, and I just really don't want to do it again because I'm really actually tired of talking about it, <laughs> to be honest. The point, though, of last week's show is that there are different kinds of fear, and you have to be able to ground yourself and breathe enough to parse what kind of fear are you in? Is it a literal, I don't know how I'm going to pay for food next week, literally fear, uh, which is somewhat more eminent? Or is it an existential fear that this the stress of this pandemic creates in your life that is not clear and present danger? And so constantly cycling in fear isn't helping you deal well with your day. And so if you are cycling in fear and you're not in clear and present danger, you know, real clear survival needs, then last week's show was about parsing through where is your fear coming from? Because if you can discern the type of fear that you're in, Is it soul loss or is it just a marginalized self, right? These each basically define the steps you need to take to move out of that pattern of fear. And at this time, it's critical that we are able to do that. And we, need, we all need practices. We need grounding practices. We need meditation practices. We need centering practices. Qigong practices or some sort of practices we can do at home to move our energy and get out of stagnation. Because the stagnation itself creates more anxiety and stress and depression and for many fear. It just becomes this self-perpetuating cycle. So the point of today's show is... Every single one of the kinds of fears that you're in has a path out, that they are different paths. And you may need help in asking people to teach you skills to move out of fear, but that ultimately it is your choice to lead yourself out of that state. Okay, so as I said last week, again, I'm not going to repeat last week's show, but as I said last week, Lots of great resources out there right now if you find yourself cycling and stuck and unable to lead yourself out of fear, right? Tomorrow would be April 1st. Sandra Ingerman is offering a wonderful new offering precisely working with her helping spirits to create something for this time and this particular issue. She's calling it Three Shamanic Practices for Spiritual Immunity, There is a link to register for this free online event at the Why Shamanism Now Facebook page. It's pinned to the top of the page. You can just click the link and register. Um, The event will also be recorded if you know you can't make it April 1st at 5.30 um, Pacific time. Okay? Sounds true is doing an excellent job offering resources at this time. They have a package called Resiliency in Times of uh, in challenging times. I might have gotten that title a little bit wrong, but my point is I have a link for that on the why shamanismnow.com Facebook page. <laughs> okay, so that you can connect. It is a whole series of free resources. To help you cultivate your own resiliency, your ability to ground, move out of fear, and cultivate resiliency in challenging times. Lots of different kinds of resources in that package, all for free, right? Um, the Society of Shamanic Practitioners, for those of you that really want to do something shamanic, are doing beautiful online uh, ritual ceremonial series. So become a member. Connect with um Uh, The Society of Shamanic Practitioners online, SSP, and do something that allows you to cultivate the skills and practices that you need to move into a place where you are able to lead. So, again, lots of people doing a really good job right now offering tools to step out of your fear and back into your own native calm, curious, clever and compassion itself. Because my question for you today is, what if all of those people offering all those great tools, what if leaders like Sandra Ingerman and a leader in the field like Sounds True, what if none of these people were available to you right now? What if it was really all on you? What if the way forward for us is these everyday actions of leadership that we could each be taking every single day? What if that is actually our only way out? And of course, I wouldn't be taking a time, an hour out of your day and my day to talk about this if I didn't believe that was actually true. Our old understanding of power, and out of that arises our old understanding of leadership, is based on uh, gross movements through human history of abuses and misuses and neglect of power. And they're big systems and they're driving a lot of things. And the only way they stop is if we stop, you and me. Okay. So sound back to sounds true – I I do honestly think they're doing an awesome job right now. Um, But I wanted to share this with you because it's a particular offering that could really support you if what I'm saying today is resonating true for you. Because it doesn't matter whether you're in a big corporate job, whether you're a parent, whether you're both. It doesn't matter your position. Every single one of us needs to step into leadership And stop waiting for people shaped in the old modalities of leadership to lead us forward into something new, because they can't do that. Only we can. Okay, so back to Sounds True. So I stole this flagrantly off a recent um, book that Sounds True is promoting about everyday leadership, and it says this. Every day we are presented with moments in which we can make the choice to be a leader. This has nothing to do with our title or status. It's purely by the fact that we are humans who exist on this earth. We can decide to act in ways that exemplify what we think it means to be a leader. And the best part is that we get to define individually what leader means for each of us. There is no checklist or quota to hit. Leadership is not specific to being the boss at our job or the captain of our sports team. We can all be leaders in our community every single day. And so this struck me at this time. This particular paragraph struck me at this time. This, this speaking to... Our need to step into our everyday leadership, one, because of what has been happening in my community for a decade, but two, because so much energy right now is being spent complaining about leadership. There's There are levels of insanity in the United States going on right now around poor leadership. I don't care which perspective you're actually taking about the poor leadership. I don't even care who you're pointing your poor leadership finger at. The issue right now is there's lots of pointing going on. And I would encourage everyone who has criticized anyone's leadership right now to shut up and act. That that trigger response in us that response to bad leadership is a call in each one of us to step into whatever microactive leadership is right in front of us right now and that this is, is our way out of the larger situation that is the greater context that has created this pandemic. And so instead of making it frankly The new sport to criticize leadership, to armchair quarterback leadership, to be horrified at the truly morally bankrupt leadership that we're watching around the globe and at home, right? We need to lead more, more fully throughout our day, more fully within ourselves. Stop complaining and do it yourself. And so I want to speak – so for those of you that are like, "Ah, oh, shit, Christina's talking to me, I say go buy a book, and it's not even my book. Anyway, it's a book by Martha Beck. And this is the book that Sounds True is promoting, and that book is called Step Up, How to Live with Courage and Become an Everyday Leader. So Martha, Martha's perspective is that the way we do anything – is the way we do everything. And that quote caught me because it's basically the same thing I've said in, I don't know, at least a hundred of these shows, which is how we live our life is our practice. What we practice is what we're prepared to do and to see. So how we do anything is how we do everything. And so here we are all at home with ourselves right? Because we're all self-quarantined. And if you're not, you should be. Okay. Read the facts. Okay. So let's say that we've all taken Christina's advice last week, right? And so we, we, we picked ourselves up and we, we, we reengaged our grounding practices and we stepped out of whatever fear we were cycling in. And now we find ourselves with now what, (laughs) right? Now what do you do? Right? So now what? One of the main, uh, causes of stress often depression stress anxiety is a feeling of powerlessness and you know that feeling itself this deep kind of existential powerlessness right tends to generate fear and anxiety as I just said a lot of stress and often that in a in a chronic state also contributes to depression so it really helps to take action and so I am really talking about not large, formal, organized – not necessarily large, formal, organized things in which you become the leader, but that willingness to lead in small ways throughout your day. To lead yourself uh, with greater reliability. That, that is to take actions, even small actions, as a way to express our values and mobilize our will in a good way in our lives will ease your stress, will bring anxiety and feelings of powerlessness down because you'll start using your power. And in the doing of that, you create a healthier state of being, mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually. That to use your power is critical and these everyday acts of leadership that are all around us are all opportunities, these micro moments of expressing our power, right? Um, Now, why doesn't this happen? One of the main reasons is because when I start, or anybody, starts talking to you about taking action, most people go immediately to wanting to know the one single action that will lever themselves out of fear or whatever their situation is and and, and boost them simultaneously through one act into the perfect life that they want. Or they want an action, a single action that will end the uncertainty in their life, right? Or they want a single action that will move them out of discomfort, right? And this paralyzes us because for most of us, that step is way too big to even be considered, right? It's just, it's too big a step. It's not a step. It's a phase that has many, many steps that you need to take. So every single one of us can take the next step from right where we are. We're all capable of that step. And this is what this ordinary, everyday leadership that I'm calling us to is about, is not this big, bombastic, one magical step that's going to change everything, which of course has got you paralyzed, because that step doesn't exist. But the next step from wherever you are, and then tomorrow, the step after that. Because in every moment, there is a next step. And for most of us, that next step is actually clear. And The reason we don't take that step is often this aversion to leading, to stepping up and leading in this little micro moment in your own life. Okay, so again, Martha's book is called Step Up, How to Live with Courage and Become an Everyday Leader. Her name is Martha Beck, B-E-C-K. I found the book at Sounds True. And her um, structure – that she talks about uh, around leadership has eight pillars, empathy, responsibility, right? Right now, responsibility is huge. What is your responsibility to yourself? What is your responsibility to the collective? That is really apparent right now that these two things are always need to be in balance, right? Okay. So empathy, responsibility, courage, grace. These are the, her pillars of leadership. Individuality is a big one up right now. What is the practice of individuality when you understand your exponential connection to all things and how your everyday actions, humble, mundane, everyday actions could be life-threatening or life-supporting? And that these are the actions we take totally for granted that have been harming Yet we were able to be isolated from that harm. As we see the levels of pollution dropping all around the globe, as our actions have now settled down, we all can see that we're part of that. right? And so, again, uh, individuality. What does your individuality mean when you actually come to understand how interconnected we are? And then the last three around leadership are cultivating humility, Patience and authenticity. Right, and so here's three of the things we've already talked about today: right, responsibility, courage, four, I guess, responsibility, courage, individuality, and authenticity. And so how will we change so that we can lead in everyday life in these little micro choices and that will move us together towards a new world? I mean, right, if if these little micro choices of our everyday lives can spread this virus around this globe in this exponential way, then why can't your everyday choices to lead well? As a, as a beautiful expression, a right use of your will, why can't that spread exponentially as well? I say that it can, and I think it is the only thing that will begin to undermine the larger, older systems of the use and abuse of power that are uh, putting us in the situation we are all in anyway, because we are part of those systems. And so if we, by taking these micro acts of leadership becoming more and more comfortable with doing it taking the next step each day we can move towards a collective that is not powerless that its uh, actions are informed by your understanding of how interconnected we are and we're not paralyzed by that but we take action informed by that and step up and lead ourselves into a different world Okay, so I'm going to give a, a little example. Um, and <laughs> I feel like I need to beg for this. But anyway, if we're going to lead, we have to educate ourselves. And I know in the United States, most people don't aren't required to study enough science to have enough basic scientific understanding to actually make a decent decision in our contemporary life. Uh, The things that influence us in our lives are extremely complex these days, but not um, – they're still capable of being understood, right? We just have to put some energy into actual education without agitation, which is essentially what the news is and what a huge portion or use at least of social media is, is just total agitation, without any information, without any true education and learning. And so if you're going to choose to lead well, you need to educate yourself. All right. So if we're going to do that, (laughs) maybe we should all begin to practice what I am thinking of lately as information hygiene. I've talked about energy body hygiene many, many times in this podcast. We have a beautiful class for that online now. But I am talking about information hygiene. So here are some examples in our current climate around the types of stories that I've seen around pandemics, the the pandemic. Okay, so the first one, the first group is... Um, I encourage you to stop sharing or repeating in any way, even if it's to say something clever to show how, how 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 smart and clever you are, something sassy, something can you believe this idiot would say this? you know, whatever that kind of you know WTF or whatever it is you're you're saying about the thing. I encourage you to stop sharing anything that is a story that is blaming. Someone else for what is going on. Anything that is continuing to judge or shame or blame. Just stop sharing it. Stop doing it, obviously, but just stop sharing it. Just a little information hygiene. Let's see if we can clean up the airwaves. Because nothing is so simple as to be one person, individual person's fault or a group of people. I mean, have we not learned yet that things are not the faults of groups of people as, you know, if you don't know what I'm talking about, read some history of humanity on this planet. Okay, so the next one is a little trickier. So let's stop sharing or looking for a view around this virus that is purely spiritual that gives us purely spiritual or energetic solution to the problem because if shamanism teaches us anything about life it is, living well it is about balance and about balancing your relationship between life here in the physical world and a very real embodied Engagement with the invisible world. And so a truly shamanic solution to our current problem would not be only energetic and spiritual. And so please stop sharing nonsense. Uh, stop sharing stories that have no grounded basis in our physical reality, right? I would also encourage you to stop sharing any stories that are only about physical reality because we do have the potential to create profound change but we have to act we can't just take one special journey do one online ritual do you know do a single energetic thing and call it good we can't even just do one energy practice to protect our our aura from the virus and not actually pay attention to our other actions here in the physical world And so just stop sharing that even though you feel like it gives people hope that there's some sort of simple spiritual explanation for what's going on, is it's not disconnected. We can't compartmentalize it in that way, that that which is spiritual is also physical, emotional, mental, that these things all come together. And the other kind of story is even trickier to parse but this is the kind of story that we cling to in a time like this where there's so much uncertainty, the answers are moving and changing week by week, day by day, actually. There's huge uncertainty, an unknown, and it's very hard to do any of the things like plan that make us feel safe. And so we tend to glom on to people that are using good science and good facts, but spinning them in a way that appear to make them definitive. And remembering if someone is talking about a range, you know, that it is actually a range. There there are many people, well-intended, trying to motivate people through fear right now by sharing good facts in a ways that apply. There's more certainty in the facts than there are. And we glom onto it because we're so tired of being uncertain and we're so happy to finally have a good authoritarian figure speaking of the facts to us in ways that help us know for sure what is going on. We don't know for sure what is going on. We know for sure the actions we need to be taking right now based on a bunch of real data and we need to be doing it and we don't yet know how that's going to help. And so how do we manage that? How do we deal with that? Right? So, Oh, sorry. Information hygiene. So, right. So please stop sharing the stories that are really trying to drive people into taking the right action based on fear. Because having a whole bunch of people in fear means that they need to be led by an individual. And this is exactly the um, structure that we need to move out of. We need an informed, capable population that can largely step up and lead itself being guided by people that have um, information we don't have at this moment. right? But the way in which we have abdicated our leadership of ourselves and our lives is in part the root of the problem and so I'm inviting us now to step up and to lead okay so how do we how do we balance that so if we're going to stop sharing these stories that are either ratcheting up our fear or Offering, you know, unicorn dust solutions, or are you know, crazy blaming groups of people for the troubles that we are all in. The troubles that we are in are our collective, the result of our collective choices over a long period of time, right? And so we just need to start making new choices. And so one of the ways that I do that, and it works reasonably well for me, is here in the physical world, I try to educate myself with science that I try to track down and make sure it's good science in the first place. And I think about things in terms of the high dream and the low dream, right? So what is the worst case scenario? That is actually possible. I mean, there's always a much worst case scenario that we can completely make ourselves crazy with. But but realistically possible how bad could it be and to keep that in mind as a possible scenario that is motivating right and also keep in mind how good it could be if everybody did the right thing now we know everybody isn't going to do the right thing right so it's not going to be either of those it's not going to be the best case scenario or the worst case scenario it's going to be somewhere in the middle right okay and so the that's the place, anywhere where we have this big range between best case and worst case, we have lots of room for our actions to make a difference and our engagement with spirit to make a difference, our practical engagement with spirit to make a difference. And so that's how I think about the context in which I'm going to make then these little choices around leadership, is know how bad it could be. Be real about that. Let that settle in. Let that scare you for a second so you realize this is real and actions need to happen. And then let it go because it doesn't have to happen unless we decide to attach to it in our fear. We will drag it into manifestation. Know what it could be if people all did the right thing, which people won't, but know what it could be Bring back your hope and to re-engage you with your power to affect the outcome. And then in that place, use your skills. So for me, for you, hopefully, as listeners to this show about shamanic practice, that that's where you begin to engage with spirit. Not in this big, overarching, why is this happening? But what is it that I can do this week? What would be the most impactful thing I could do this week to... Uh, lead, to move towards some specific future you want to move towards, to um, balance the insanity in your household because now you've got two adults working from home and four kids. Like, use your relationship with spirit to help you understand how to show up in a better way in your reality right here or in the near future, right? And to... In other words, in that range, in the space between the best possible outcome and the worst possible outcome is uncertainty, is the unknown, but that is also possibility and it's where your actions have the most ability to create change and so this is where we want to be working with our helping spirits to guide us in those actions, okay? So, Choose not to ramp up your emotional stress, right? So for many of you, you need to get off the internet. (laughs) Some of you need to really curtail your time. Back to the information hygiene, you're washing your hands for 20 seconds, right? Time yourself on the internet. Do not dive in and go down a rat hole that stresses you out emotionally or uh, allows you to indulge the existential Uh, fear of this current situation right neither of those states are going to allow you to lead well you need to lead yourself into your own sovereignty and this is actually the point i really wanted to get here today is that that good ongoing leadership comes out of a person who is rooted in their own sovereignty that they don't need anything uh uh, they, they, they don't personally need to get things out of their leadership because they're standing in their own sovereignty. They feel solid and calm in their own power. They have the courage to use it, right? Okay, for many of you, that feels far away. And so the point, well, for those of you that, that doesn't feel far away, go for it, right? For those of you that that does, the point about leadership that I'm making today The secondary point I'm making today or trying to is that you need to lead yourself to that place of sovereignty where you can get your leader on, right? So many of us were or are cycling in fear to ground yourself, to calm yourself, to discern the fear you're in and take appropriate steps to get out of that, right, and be in your day. In our current situation, filled with discomfort, filled with uncertainty, filled with the unknown, filled with possible dire consequences, and filled with possibility, right? And so then the next step is what do you need to do to cultivate your own sovereignty, your own solid ground? Sovereignty is like dominion. I think of it as if my boundaries suddenly became real – like lasers, they would cut a circle in the earth around me of where I stand, literally. And that, and that I am responsible for the right use of everything inside that circle. Every single one of us, by our birth, is responsible for what happens inside that circle. That's sovereignty. And that's the place from which your leadership comes, And so for many people listening today, that's your first act of leadership is to get yourself to that sovereignty. And there are three things that people forget when they're trying to do this. They make it work, and it is work in the beginning till it becomes your new habit. But they forget the three things that make that work easy. Which is in your sovereign space, there is beauty. And from that sovereign space, you can see beauty. In that sovereign space, there is why you bother. In other words, it's your values. You say values and people go all up in their head. Why we bother to do things has to do with our values. So in that, on the way to that sovereign space, there is value. In that sovereign space, there are the things that you value. And what you do from that space is about value. And when all that we value in life feels stripped away, there's a feeling of powerlessness. But the truth is those were only the forms, the old forms of what you value. That What you value resides within you. And you need to simply take the steps to continue to manifest anew what you value and take pains to not allow your energy, your choice, your power to go into things you don't value. And finally, a deep piece of our sovereignty and our ability to get to the sovereignty, to lead ourselves to the sovereignty, is to remember that All of this is about your humanity. It's not leadership and sovereignty are not about being some sort of superhuman uh, being. That they are in a certain sense the most fundamentally human and humane aspects of who we are. Our humanity is in that sovereignty. And when we remember these things, humanity and value and beauty, then it becomes – there's more flow. There's more ease in making the choices and taking the steps and remembering to do your practice and all the things that are necessary for cultivating sovereignty. Okay. So as we go forward to lead ourselves – That we want to lead ourselves, you can turn these into journey questions if you need to, right? How could you begin to lead yourself towards a deep capacity for discomfort? Not how do I get out of discomfort, but how do you develop a greater capacity for it, right? Number two, how can you begin to lead yourself towards a perverse joy in uncertainty, Right? Because it's in that uncertainty that impossible becomes possible. Okay. And the third thing is how can you lead yourself towards loving intimacy with the unknown? Because it is in the unknown that the great mystery is most ripe. And it is in your own loving intimacy with it that that great mystery can flow into your life and allow what is unimaginable to become real. So, with that said, may you all be inspired this week into everyday acts of leadership. I give gratitude to all of those ancestors who found the same in their own lives. May they lean in and help us. Gratitude to the earth below and all of her teachings about sovereignty and gratitude to the energy above and how it inspires us to see the beauty, to feel the value, and to express our humanity. And gratitude to the heart in the center that unites us all. So today, uh, by the way, is March 31st in 2020. And tomorrow is is April 1st, 2020. Big things are happening tomorrow, which is Sandra Ingerman will be doing her free online event um, with Shift Network called Three Shamanic Practices for Spiritual Immunity. This is going to also be a global healing ceremony. So for those of you who are looking for some new shamanic skills to help you in this challenging time, you can go to Why Shamanism Now's Facebook page there is a link there you can click. It's pinned to the top of the page to register for this free event with Shift Network with Sandra Ingerman. As I said, sounds true, has a wonderful package. Resilience in challenging times, free resources. Um, that link is also um, on the Why Shamanism Now Facebook page. And also, April 1st, registration opens for Shadow Transformation Protocol with yours truly and crazy woman um and so that's an online course and registration will open on april 1st uh and you can go to lastmasscenter.org on april 1st and you'll be able to register or april 2nd if you get there before i get the link up okay so lots to do have a great week everyone